and welcome to Phoenix Cinema Podcast. My name is Chris Austin. I'm Nathaniel Dombeck. And I'm Ian Hawks. And this is a podcast where we're going to be discussing what's showing at the historic Phoenix Cinema venue in East Finchley, North London, which we're very excited about. It's a beautiful cinema. Uh, I went there just a couple of weeks ago to watch the film that we'll be discussing on this episode, which is Poor Things. But first, before we get into that, uh, why don't we just go around and talk about how we know each other? How do how we know each other? How, how do we know each other? How do you know me, Nick? <laughs> uh, well, I know Chris because we went to uh, the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts, which is a film acting conservatory in New York City, um, way back in 2012 to oh my 13, God. if you can it. That is insane. And um, I know Ian even farther back. We grew up down the street from each other. We went to the same school. And I think the first time we met was in a fencing class. In a fencing old... class, a sword fighting class, in which a... tells you a lot that you need to know about the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I got, in an, I got in a heated discussion with your mom about a detail in the Fellowship of the Ring. And then she, she brought her book the next week to class to show me in the book uh the, the the point that she was trying to make and i remember right it was you guys were saying was it a cave troll or was it an orc we were disagreeing chief? about whether in the book it's a cave troll that stabs frodo versus an in orc moria, captain i was right? correct in moria i was correct it's an orc captain it's not a cave troll the cave troll was uh, was jackson's interpretation but uh yeah yeah Nate, Nate and I grew up together, and then um, I know Chris because I was invited to uh, the Film Geeks, which is a is a group of friends that Chris and Nate pulled together a couple of years ago that meets and discusses films once a week. So we've been chatting about movies. Um, I, I joined that that group about a year ago, and we chat about a weekly film. And uh, yeah, we're excited to share our uh, our love of films with more people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so we can uh, uh, we we well we, let's let's kick off. I I went in. to to the Phoenix Cinema uh, to watch uh, Poor Things. Uh, when was this? Last week, a couple of weeks ago. And I think I think it's a beautiful venue. It's really, I mean, obviously it's got a lot of history and prestige to it, but it's it's so nice. It's you know it's small. Um, you can tell when you go inside. It's an extremely old building. But there's such a lovely sense of community. The staff are friendly. I think for me, the most impressive thing about the cinema is the auditorium itself. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Um, it's got like it's they've kept this like original 1930s art deco design along the walls. And it's it's just grand. That's what you know, it's what you think of when you think of a grand auditorium going up to the, you know, the big red curtains and really, really beautiful uh, venue. And um, I do so, miss, yes, I do miss like the sort of uh, we've moved away from like going to the movies as like almost the theater experience, you know, um, and it's more of this like there's these big chaise lounge chairs and you're kind of just in this. It might not be all <laughs> that designed, you know, in that interestingly, but um so I, that's super cool. That's super, super cool. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah right. absolutely. That's it feels like a throwback. It really does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really, really gorgeous uh, surroundings to, uh, uh, you know, as an environment. And then when the movie began, I, I had to laugh straight away because so I was, it was like a matinee showing. I went at like 2 p.m. So it was a pretty much like an older crowd. 
And and when the movie begins, you know, everyone's sort of spread out, having their little chats among themselves. And then the, and then the disclaimer came up on the film that said, you know, strong sex, you know, violence, language. And this woman, a couple of rows behind me, <laughs> turned to her friend or, you know, who, whoever she was with and said, what does strong sex mean? <laughs> and, and her friend started sniggering and going, shh. And she said, no, no, what does that mean? She said, as opposed to weak sex. <laughs> I will say this movie does have some strong sex in it. It yeah, certainly I does. It's aptly named disclaimer right there. It certainly does. Uh, yeah, it's it's wall-to-wall sex, it should have said. Um, <laughs> sex but and yeah. more sex. Yeah. Sex, sex, and more sex. Um yeah, but okay. So what I will say is, I I watched this film in trepidation mm. because Yorgos Lanthimos. I I don't get it. I don't get it <laughs> most of the time. I wasn't a big fan of um, of the favorite or um, uh, the lobster. I just I just I couldn't get on board with his style and his aesthetic and how he presents his his story, you know, and especially how the actors are almost told to perform in a very particular way. And I just could never, it was like a barrier to me. So I watched this with some apprehension. And what I will say is I had a damn good time. Oh, nice. Hey, I'm nice. the hell out of this movie. You see how really? surprised, you're so surprised. I know you're I'm surprised. I'm super surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but That's yeah, great. no, I thought it was thought it was really enjoyable it kind of feels to me like uh, almost the more commercialist film of lanthos lanthimos's filmography yeah. it's got some yeah. names um, for sure yeah, yeah and it definitely felt like it's super absurd it's very strange it's very weird however i could sort of there was a real plot to it there was an arc to it that i could there was a through line that i could really follow um, despite the the absurdity that happens throughout. So, yeah, I'm just glad that I could really connect with the film and follow it. Um, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. I thought this movie was hilarious. The screen I was in didn't think it was hilarious, so I mm. found myself being the only one laughing. That was me um, too, yeah. That was me oh, too. Oh, really? I, I saw it at a matinee as well, interestingly, uh, with, with our friend Allie. Um, but it was us and kind of an older crowd. There was someone like reading a book during the previews. That's when you know you're at a good <laughs> matinee. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was like gut laughing like the whole movie. And and I, I was worried I was annoying people because I yeah. I yeah, also I also loved the, this film. I mean, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm a big Yorgos Lanthimos film fan. All of his movies are in like my top 50 films. So I was really excited for this movie, but I um, was actually shocked at how much I enjoyed it. And also, I think how how much of a maybe a, an exploration of some new things for, for his directorial palette, I kind of feel like it was. I mean, it's definitely a Lanthimos film, but like mm. I found it shockingly kind of optimistic and uplifting and kind of uh, in ways that I think his other films may, maybe haven't read to me. And I, I and when I left, because I left the theater being like, even though Chris doesn't, love his other films i could see you getting behind the comedy 
in this movie, which is why I was really excited for you to see it, because it has that level of absurdism and also the great relationships in the film. I could see you like really mm. getting excited about. Mm. So so I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, because when I left when I left the theater, I was thinking to myself, this might be the, the Yargos Lanthimos film that Chris can get behind. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it certainly is. <clears throat> Nate, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I was super. Um... I was super surprised. I didn't have any um, notion of like what this film was going to be, if you can believe it. This is my uh, first uh, Lanthimos film. Oh, really? Just, yeah. Oh. I've missed the vote on all the other ones. Um, and so I was expecting kind of like a period piece, um, pretty straightforward. And then I was kind of slapped in the face with like, nope, this is definitely... This I mean, is, that is the way Portugal is. Like, that, that, that is historically <laughs> accurate. Um, uh, yeah, like and a, I was super... It, I mean, I, I loved that I got surprised like that. It made the whole thing, like, really fun um, in a fairly brutal way. Um, but ultimately, yeah, like, I, I was really leaning in um, to all of, like, the the trying to discern like the greater message of the film and really thinking about like the title poor things and like how like what the title is trying to say in like relation to the film and what i came away with was um just so impressed and just um moved by um bella baxter's character arc um and the way that she comes into the world so innocent and then and then develops to see the world with like such clarity totally it could have gone to such really really dismal terribly dark places yeah. i mean you have you have you have a child inside an adult's body mm. and, and so it's like it could have and then and then the filmmakers interested in exploring themes of sex and violence i mean it could have gone to to really horrific places yeah. and i found my i found myself in the first 30 minutes being like woof like am i just going to be dragged through the mud and there's certainly some really harrowing stuff in the film but i was surprised at how optimistic the film is about naivete and about kind of exploration to some degree right because like that arc you know when she gets to the end she just like sees the world with like such such clarity um mm -hmm that really like challenged my own world perception and like really asked me to think like a bit more radically about how I, how I see things, how I see um, people and our society and the way it functions. Um, and, um, and women as well. And like how they like are sort of navigate the world that we live in. Um, which I super appreciated. It reminded me a lot of Daisies, which I, which also was like, um, yeah. a film that really forced me to like, think uh, like more radically about like my, these like beliefs that I, that built of like, what's, what's wrong and what's right. And being able to like, see through Bella Baxter's eyes helped me to just like really clear out, just approach the world with like a beginner's mind if that makes sense, mm -hmm. you know, and like really just see it as like a, a, a stranger in this really clear way. Yeah. The thing I was like most excited about in the film, I mean, there was a lot for me, but the, the production design was 
was so exquisite and just so lavish. I mean, it's like like it was just truly over the top in every way, you know. And I'm I'm, I'm looking through the credit, Shona Heath and James Price, and were the production designers. And then there's a whole slew of art directors. And what's so cool is like I looked at their their credits, and it's not like these people have been working on these huge blockbuster movies that you think of as having amazing production design. I, I love that, like, like this film just, I feel like explodes on the screen visually. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, I mean, the thing that I kept getting from it and I realized like what I think for me, at least what a lot, what read is like the value of play. And I, there's so much playfulness in the film, like the, mm. you know, the, the, in the, the wardrobe, which is like simultaneously elegant, but like she's wearing shorts, like baggy shorts, the entire movie, right. <laughs> which give her this huge range of movement and all this. And they look so, everyone looks like she looks so comfortable the whole movie while still, you know, and, and playful and every, you know, there's just like frills and colors and, 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 you know, that these buildings have swirls and, and you know amazing patterns and also the fact that they did so much miniature work like the ship is is a miniature and a lot of those city sets that like the big exteriors are miniatures and those amazing like chapter kind of like oh, when, when they show the chapter it. things oh and they have oh. these like surreal like dali-esque like portraits yeah. almost of her and and so i i just i i think what i i heard also is a fascinating some fascinating interview segments where i guess and I know, Chris, you want to talk about performance. So this, this might meld into what you're going to say. But like, I guess Lanthimos, they did like a week or, or more of rehearsals, but it wasn't like rehearsing scenes. It was just like like play activities, like them mm. doing like physical improv together and like physical games together and like pushing their like, mm. like all just basically them just oh, cool. playing in a studio for a week. And then when they would get on, I, it was a segment with Mark Ruffalo. And then he's like, I remember when I shot my first scene, I was trying to act and like, yeah, and I guess Yargos came up to him and was like, you've done all this before. Just do what you did in the studio when we were just playing. Like, wow, stop acting and just start so playing. Interesting. Honestly, wow. and like, if I just may, like, Mark Ruffalo impressed the hell oh out of me. God. Like, way more than he, he... ever has. Like, he, he, <laughs> he just really showed his range. And I did not, I didn't, I didn't think he was able to go where he where he went in this film oh, yeah. with like what like you said like with such play and such but at the same time like so genuine and so funny and so, so it was like it was he nailed so, it so he funny. totally nailed I mean, it, it that, he, and he's definitely no bruce banner in this movie <laughs> yeah. i well, know like i said like look at that range right between those two between those two it's really great yeah yeah for sure um that he has um honestly he has one line in this movie that I actually couldn't stop laughing at at least two or three scenes after it had moved on. I was feeling bad for everyone around me because I was still laughing. But there's a point in this movie where, (laughs) sorry, I'm just thinking about it now, but he's really distressed (laughs) and he's sitting down. I think they're in Paris. He's sitting on a, on a bench in like this park. (laughs) I know what you're going to say. I'm so excited. Yeah. And this, you know, passerby just happens to walk past with their beautiful dog, this really beautiful dog that just, you know, goes up to him to sniff him, this random stranger on the bench. And he turns to the owner and says, I will kick your fucking dog to death. <laughs> well, it was just so shocking and such an awful thing to say that I couldn't help. I was in stitches for at least yeah. a good three minutes. Well, and I think like, like what I what excites me so much about it you know and ruffalo said this too in this it was on it was on varieties like actors interviewing actors he was talking with robert downey jr but he he talked about how 
there was so much at first there's so much fear about that because he's like i'm gonna be i mean i'm gonna be nude on screen i'm gonna be swearing on screen i'm gonna be a, a he, he's quite a despicable character you know yeah mm-hmm. and and he and he talked about i think this important distinction between like and this is what i love about this, this is like what i love about i think the theme of the film that really came through to me is the importance of play and and the ways that when you approach the world playfully and, and like I, i'm just going to experience this and i'm going to in this Bella Baxter way of like, I'm going to go out and and try this, mm. but then also had the clarity to just see things for exactly what they are. Exactly what they are. Yeah. And, and be able to just go back on stuff and say, I experienced that. Don't want to experience it again. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's like, that's such a playful way to approach things. And I, it actually was this light bulb moment for me where I'm like, I think Yargos Lanthimos, like, I, I think he loves that. I think he loves just being like, let's play with this and see how it feels and present it. And we don't have to like hang our hats on it. And, and I think I think it's a scary thing to do in like the 21st century where, you know, like it's so we want to peg people in and say, well, you're the type of person who likes that. Or you said that once. And so you'll probably say it a million times again. And I kind of like love about, you know, this film that's kind of like, oh, like it's so absurdist and takes these like big risks and does these wild things. But ultimately, you know, Bella Baxter has the clarity to be like, that was a mistake. Let's not do that. Um, or or like, oh, I've learned what I need to from that time to move on. And mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's such a the, I love that like the movie is just so playful for me. And I just there's so many scenes where the characters are just clearly shocking each other, too. Like they're so clearly surprising each other. Mm-hmm. And, and and he talked, you know, they he talked a little bit about like that. They didn't actually do really like stunt rehearsals, like that scene in the cafe where the guys are tackling him and stuff and dragging him to the ground. Basically, Lanthimos was like, just just do it, like just go for it. <laughs> and so it's like all these people like dragging him around and throwing, and he's throwing stuff at people, and like that's all just happening, you know? Like it's they're just, just doing it. Yeah, it's just play. Right. It's just play. Right. And I and I love the playfulness in places where you know, even in like the, the brothel where you, where you would not expect this place to have any elements of playfulness, and she's able to inject this playfulness and experimentation into it. And the play is always human, you know. She's seeking connection at the end of the day. She's seeking connection. And I think there's, I, I, as someone who like, you know, I'm a writer and director and I always think of my work as play. And and I just like, I, as soon as I saw that on screen, I was like, I can get behind this movie. I was, I was excited about it. I love that. I think that that's the right word for it as well, Ian. It's this movie is so playful that comes through in every aspect of the film. And especially again, we'll talk about it now, but with the performances And, you know, it must be so great for, you know, Yorgos or anyone else in the cast to sort of look around, look around you on set, look at who you're surrounded by, look at how everyone is bringing their absolute, you know, they're bringing their A-game, they're bringing all their playfulness and bravery and fearlessness. And, you know, you look to your left and, you know, Emma Stone is completely naked doing something absolutely crazy but right next to her you've got Mark Ruffalo matching her and doing the exact same thing and in a way that must feel so comforting and freeing you know and it it absolutely you can feel it comes from Lanthimos himself it comes from the top down and you have to be so game you have to be game you have to meet this movie on its terms for it to work I think if any actor in this film even half shied away from anything they were doing, it would crumble. And I think when you have Willem Dafoe as part of your main cast, you just just look (laughs) to him. 
just look to him you know <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. he, he's the king of insane and yet he always grounds it and makes it makes it work it reminds me of this story that i think kate winslet once told in an interview about uh was it harvey keitel and I think mm. they were, I can't remember what movie they were in together, but she was talking about, they decided, he, he approached her and said, would you like to, you know, run it through a rehearsal of our scene? She said, sure. And then he dropped to the ground and, and he became a baby, which, <laughs> which was not the scene whatsoever. And he started rolling around, wanting her to react to... <laughs> to him as a child and she just she was like what the fuck is going on and i but i feel like that's exactly like the dna of you know where it was all born from in in this film mm. but yeah i think i think emma stone's performance is incredible it's so yeah. bold it's so fierce she sheds any sort of movie star yeah. um iconography or, or or you know persona about she just strips it all away um, uh, uh, literally and in such an incredibly um, uh, inspiring and, and like I said, bold way. And I think everyone in the cast matches her uh, with that. I, that's the thing that I was I most loved about this film was the performances. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and too, like that, just going back to like the arc of her character, it's just, it's just so drastic. And from point A to point B, she just changes so much. And so, and like, increment incrementally so it's it's quite subtle so like mm -hmm. she's gathering uh she's changing her body language she's like becoming more um coordinated she's having a better grasp of words and like saying them and it happens so subtly and gradually that like it just it felt like emma stone has just such a wonderful like stable grasp on each scene and exactly mm -hmm. where she was at like in her story which I think was super impressive. Yeah, yeah that's agreed. a great point. It's a great point. I agree. Absolutely. Such a physical performance super as well. physical, yeah. Extremely. Yeah. Um, I have to say, Mark Ruffalo's accent was, was hilarious. It really reminded me of Mike Myers' accent from Inglorious Bastards. Do you remember his? It's very yeah. much, yes, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it just, it's uh, yeah, it, it kills me. Um, so great all of the yeah and like every every performer was firing on like all all cylinders i loved um the tattooed woman the brothel oh Catherine, my god Catherine hunter is her name okay she yeah. was fabulous she was incredibly really, really i couldn't cool. i couldn't yeah. take my eyes off her yeah she plays where you might know her from is did you guys see the the cohen's um tragedy of Macbeth? Yeah, no, she 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 plays the witch, like the, the hag. Witch. Yeah, oh, and she's amazing nice. in that too. Yeah, she's incredible. She is. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, shall we kind of wrap it up? Folks? I know we we could talk for a long time about oh, this, but so uh, much more to say. <laughs> do you have I any know. just final point you want to land on, uh, Chris? Um. Well, I guess what I'll say is just going back to what Ian mentioned earlier about Portugal. Um, mm. you know, I'm, I'm half Portuguese. My mother's Portuguese. It was, this is the best Portugal has ever looked. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it, I was, I was, you know, it's such, such a fantastical, uh, completely unreal, like stage bound, colorful, romantic place. And I just love how Emma Stone just absolutely gorges on those little custard cakes called pastel de natas. Um, my favorite. 
So, oh, to, cool. to, to, so almost to have that cultural link that I was like, yeah, absolutely. Do you go shove it. the whole thing in your mouth as well when you eat them or? Two. <laughs> you know i've never honestly i've never heard about sho- shoving the whole thing in your mouth but i was like i'm gonna try that next time well and yeah. i love like anyways like what uh it, it's it's such a great little metaphor for i think the whole film which is like she ends up just bouncing against these people who have these different ways of living their life right and it's you know it's like like uh mark ruffalo's character his way of life is shoves the whole thing in your mouth you know mm. and what's great is she tries it and she does it to 20 of them and then she vomits <laughs> and it's like <laughs> what a, what a great metaphor for what the film is which is just like mm. try a lot of different ways of living your life and you'll find naturally life will give you the consequences and if you have the clairvoyance or, or i guess the clarity to see that for what it is then you can decide well maybe next time i shouldn't eat 20 of those but there maybe was not that much wrong with doing it, you know, with, with seeing what it felt like to eat 20 of them. And, you know, just because like, yeah, like then, 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 you know, or then you've learned or something. I think there's something beautiful about, about that, especially as a parent, you know, like, like letting your kids kind of go and just step in it and let mm-hmm. them kind of figure it out a little bit on their own. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that, Ian. I love that. Yeah. That's a uh... go on, Nate. Yeah. Well, I just want to leave with like, I, I really encourage people to go see the film and watch it Um, because I just I always appreciate a piece of art or like a story um, that challenges me. And I feel like I came away from this film having shed some like significant judgments that I was holding about society, Mm -hmm. about um, people and people's choices and felt like I could just see humanity. a little bit more clearly and with some more acceptance and love with my heart and like just more neutrality, you know? Um, so I super appreciate that. And like, even though it's, it can be a hard film to watch, thankfully it's also a fun film to watch. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage people to really like lean in. Um, even if what you're seeing is like very striking or at times like disturbing. Um, I feel like the ultimate message, like Ian was saying is like really positive and really asking us to like, take take a, a step further into you know how do we want to be like seeing the world and like being a part of it absolutely absolutely real quick uh, do you guys have a pairing for this what would you pair it with daisies 100 i was gonna i was gonna actually no, no, i considered I it first <laughs> no, no no i actually i have a different one i have okay, a different one okay. but i was when i was thinking about pairings i was like daisies would be a good pairing for this movie so i'm yeah. so glad you said it daisies the russian movie that we we watched this in Checo, film Club, right? Czech, is it, is it veronica chitilova oh it's a czech film it's yeah a czech film, i'm pretty Chitilova. sure yeah yeah, yeah. Chitilova, yeah and like the reason being is just for what i just said <laughs> that film did did a similar a similar thing which challenged me to think about life and people and women and men and art too and like your the way you approach telling a story in just all different ways mm. which was which was hard um but uh rewarding <clears throat> um my pairing interestingly is another czech film <laughs> my pair my pairing would be um alice the 1988 film by jan svankmeyer which is a surrealist uh, like stop animation slash live action adaptation of Alice in Wonderland. It is what? such a trip and just a visual treat for the eyes. It's simultaneously horrific and beautiful 
And it's basically just like Alice, this young girl, goes into this like nightmare world of stop animation creatures. But uh, it's pretty fascinating and interesting. And uh, it just reminded me of the kind of the absurdity of this film as well, kind of a, a an innocent woman kind of going and encountering deeply absurd things. I, I'm a big fan of it. I, I like it a lot. Very cool. All right. Well, mine is very different. I The first thing I thought of was the movie The Jerk. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, 1979, fun. Steve Martin. Yeah. I haven't seen it in so many years, but I think it's... Uh, uh, the reason I chose it is because it just reminded me of... Uh, the kind of performance Emma Stone gives, extremely committed physical performance. He's a, like a very simple-minded, naive human being that's very sheltered and decides to head out into the world and, and ex- just have experiences and how that eventually changes him. So You want to, you want to know something really special? I Go went on. to a, a Q&A where Emma Stone was in, with Emma Stone in, in, in Santa Barbara when La La Land was uh, running. Love it. And she was asked what her favorite movie was, and she said The Jerk. What? Stop it! Yep. Oh, super and cool. this, ladies and gentlemen, is the Phoenix Cinema Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so she would be so pleased to hear you say that this movie reminded you of The Jerk, because oh, uh, cool. she loves oh, that movie. That's you amazing. nailed it, Chris. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. All right, so uh, cool. Um, yeah, I think we, we, we could really talk for another hour about this one and maybe we'll revisit it again, uh, further down the line, but, um, yeah, uh, so excited, uh, to do this with you guys. I want to give special thanks to, uh, uh, the Phoenix Cinema, uh, for allowing us to do this. going to have so much fun with it and I can't wait to discuss, uh, what they'll be showing next. Uh, our music is by Stefan Krieger. This was edited by Noah Anderson and we'll be back soon. Thank you guys.